One of my favorite things about the green industry is seeing people from outside the industry take entry-level jobs and quickly rise through the ranks into operational positions or sales positions or different things. And today I'm excited to interview Derek from All Purpose Landscaping, who in just two short years went from an entry-level lawn mowing position and is now in an operations seat. And we talk about how he's helping build out training videos to onboard the next generation of employees at the company. We also talk about how they're using Service Autopilot to its fullest capacity and some of the key automations that have helped them grow significantly, plus what's working in their marketing even outside of that. So check out today's podcast to get a ton of ideas from this conversation with Derek. Hey everyone, Jack Jostis here and welcome to the Landscaper's Guide podcast where we share sales, marketing, and leadership inspiration to help you grow your snow and landscape company. I'd love to send you a marketing toolbox in the mail with a free bag of beef jerky and a print marketing guide that'll, that'll help you figure out where to focus your marketing first to get incredible results. So check out our show notes for a link to landscapersguide.com toolbox and we'll ship one out to you right away. And with that, let's get into our conversation with Derek. So we're here with uh, Derek Kelso from All Purpose Landscaping. We've been working together for a couple years with, with All Purpose. Really excited to have you here in Lyons, Colorado. How was, how was your drive up from uh, Florence, Pueblo area? It was a little congested. Uh, we had a snowstorm come in last night, so... Um, Typical Colorado Springs, uh, there was an accident right on the interstate. So, oh man, yeah, but you know, it's okay though. It was it was about a four hour drive compared to a two and a half hour. So, wow, but I, I think it's gonna be worth. Well, it. Well, I appreciate you making the trek up here, and uh, so tell us a little bit. Who are you, and what what does All Purpose do? Yeah, so my name's uh, Derek Kelso. Um, I'm the operations controller with uh, All Purpose Landscaping. Uh, my boss is Justin Sandifer. And we do residential and commercial um, reoccurring maintenance, uh, design build, and then we also do Christmas and uh, commercial snow. And and I learned that you're from California originally, and I wanted to hear some of your story of like how you ended up out here and got to this. This is a promotion recently too, right? Correct. So yeah, congrats. This year. So I just kind of wanted to hear some of your story because prior to working at All Purpose, you didn't have much green industry experience, right? So no. tell us a little bit about your story and how did you get into this company? So um, <clears throat> I actually grew up in Texas and uh, joined the military at 17. Um, left home, uh, went overseas, and after I got out of the military, well then I ended up moving to California. Um, it, you know, it was a really great area to be in. Uh, I worked in the healthcare industry as a gastroenterology tech, and I was also a residential and commercial real estate sales agent as well. <laughs> um, so I've got that sales experience there, um, but I don't, I never really had the Did you the say gastroenterology? Gastroenterology. Gastroenterology tech, Correct. and you did real estate. Correct. And you were in the military. Correct. So you've got a pretty vast background. How are those things similar? Like, or are they? What did, how did you? Um, <clears throat> all of them require working with difficult customers at times. Um, <laughs> but 
Otherwise, there's not too many similarities. Um, the only other similarity might be education on it, um, just requiring extensive education. Right. So, so you were which branch of the military were you in? In the Navy. Cool. And is that how you ended up in? Was it San Diego area? It was. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> so San Diego is where I first moved uh -huh. to, um, and uh, I was a gastroenterology tech, and I actually moved out to Col uh, to California afterwards. Um, got a job mm -hmm. in Orange County, California, and so I ended mm -hmm. up moving up to Irvine um, and spent about 12 years there. Um, and then, yeah, so, the, you know, landscaping, there was never, I never did landscaping before. I've always had that interest and I've had the properties and I've done it personally on my property, yeah. but never as a business or anything. So you moved out, you moved out to Colorado after living in California for a while and how did you end up? working at all-purpose so my brother used to work with all-purpose landscaping uh -huh. and he had actually went out and started his own company afterwards mm -hmm. um, we've always had a pretty good understanding that family doesn't work together and we've already got a really good relationship so didn't want to ruin that so he referred me over to Justin with all-purpose landscaping and Justin called me in and did a working interview that day and just kind of started off from there. And that was my second day in Colorado. So you started out, what was your, what was your position at, at all purpose? Uh, low man on the totem pole. I was uh, one of the maintenance technicians um, for mowing lawns, aeration, power rake. And then what, what other roles have you had since that time? Uh, so I moved into crew lead from there. And then from crew lead, I went into sales uh, sales to sales manager, and then now for operations controller. Well, I really like I like hearing this story because, you know, as you know, and you're now in the operational role, recruiting can be a challenge for many landscape companies finding finding people, and so often I feel like a lot of companies have too high of a requirement on past experience. Mm -hmm. I think you're kind of a success story of somebody who, who didn't have experience, came in, did a great job, and have climbed the ranks, and now you're in an operations position. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so um, I felt that uh, landscaping, you know, you can find so much information on YouTube. Um, so learning the proper ways to mow, the proper ways to edge, the proper ways to pretty much do all of your landscaping you can mm -hmm. find on there. Uh, we didn't have too much of a training platform within the company, so I'd have to attribute my success to uh, my boss at the time, which was Caleb, um, mm -hmm. who helped train me and get me up to speed on everything. Um, but I feel landscaping is somewhere that you can start off with no experience because it's so easily taught mm -hmm. as long as you have the, uh, the wherewithal and uh, the desire to learn. Yeah, well, that's that's awesome. And now you now you're just before we press record, we're doing a bunch of video today. Um, you guys are doing some training videos now. Are you going to be making those? Yes. So we've already started out making them. Um, our first one was started off with our shrub trim, uh -huh. and so we're just going through all of our recurring maintenance and um, writing down training videos. We've been writing down standard operating procedures this year. Um, we've been working with Justin's brother-in-law to help us shoot the videos and he's just been shooting them on his GoPro. Mm -hmm. And you know, it's, it's coming along pretty nicely. That's uh, cool. We've got a lot of work to do, but we're starting. I think winter is such a good time to be making video content 
because especially training video content the stuff that you can make some of it you you're going to need to do in the spring and summer mm -hmm. um but starting out the year with those in the can when you hire people then you can onboard them much more quickly and also the videos don't get tired they don't get sick they don't um unless you make terrible mistakes while you make them like they're pretty good mm -hmm. and they're I just think they they really I think video is the one of the ultimate pieces of leverage in business to make video content because you make it one time and you can use it like I said when you're sick or when it's springtime and you guys are crazy or you get short-staffed like the video is available to spend the time with the new employee when maybe their manager isn't Exactly. So this year we're also working on our onboarding process, getting all these training things together and, you know, cre trying to create a really good experience for our employees whenever they're first hired. Um, and I think in order to, to fully support our employees that we should have that training platform in place because it allows us to have a replicatable process that everybody is following. So everybody's on the same page yeah. and, you know, Based on my previous experience, that's how you scale larger. I agree, and also, I'm glad that you used YouTube and you mentioned YouTube, and, and what I'd like to see is the next people coming in, going to your YouTube or wherever you put these videos, and like, instead of finding, because they could find some other person's way of doing it on YouTube that isn't the all-purpose way of doing it. Exactly. And that's one of the things I've ran into uh, while trying to find the, our learning management software systems uh, so that we can implement this training is there's so everybody's got a different way of doing things. Right. Um, different areas require different heights on your grass, for example, different watering requirements. Mm -hmm. There are just so many different factors that play into it. So different grass varieties. Exactly. Um, regionally are going to vary even in Colorado. Mm hmm. Yeah, so um, <clears throat> just with all those differences out there, um, it, it it makes sense to have these videos made. And we looked into doing them on a platform, but the videos that they offered, that's where we ran into those issues where they were doing things a lot different. Yeah. Um, specifically snow. Um, that was the first one that I came across. And it was talking about a guy in Michigan and how they dealt with snow. Michigan has a lot more snow than we do in our area in Colorado. Right. So trying to show that video to train somebody on how to do snow in our area just wasn't feasible. Well, and then also some of the legal things, like there's different, there's different um, laws regionally that, especially with snow clearing and salt and different, different ways of doing things, like you've got, you've, you've got to do it in-house have you figured out where you're going to keep all this stuff yet so i i've i've played around with three different systems so far uh -huh. um the fourth one i'm looking at right now is actually youtube it's easy to house everything oh yeah um uh -huh. and if i'm not requiring our employees to uh take a test or anything per se which yeah. We don't necessarily need to i just need I, to I know love it so first of all i think the the youtube videos and you can keep them private so people only people with the link mm -hmm. can view it i think i think youtube is great what what learn dash does is you can then embed that youtube video in like a blog post format on your website and it does have the test that people then go through and then it can have written stuff or you could have a spanish version 
or you can have little photos of things. So it, you can basically create a web page format okay. of, of your learning content. Okay, yeah, that was one of our thoughts as well, was trying to create an employee side of our website to allow that's, people that's what this to would access that. That's what this would be. So we can help you with that, or you can go build it yourself, or just know that that's, that's, how, we're, that's how we're personally doing it. And I often hear from our employees that we have the most thorough onboarding of any place they've ever worked. And it's because we have videos for everything. And it gives me a big peace of mind when I'm hiring, when I hire a good person and I bring, I know that I'm gonna bring them through a great training and then they'll be great at some point. And of course, mm-hmm. somebody, one of my employees is probably listening, they're, they're always improving it and there's, right, there's little things that we've probably forgotten, but the majority of what we do is in there. Okay. Yeah, I think that's pretty smart. Um, do you guys give your employee, like whenever they start out, do you give them like a recommendation on time frame for that yes. stuff? Okay. We do, yeah. We have it pretty well planned out for each role. The the videos and the cadence and the the, the core skills that they need, to, they need to go through. And then one of the things that, that we just did for you all actually was an audit. And so we've worked together for a while. We've done several of them now at this point for all purpose and part of the onboarding is doing an audit because like kind of like you were like just like with lawn mowing or landscape maintenance or pruning or loading your truck or whatever what all all the different things that go into the work we have our own way of doing things that maybe you've had experience doing seo somewhere else or managing a website but there's a way that we do it And when people, so I've got my book, Tree of Good Fortune. Basically, the audit is like a Cliff Notes version of the book with scores. And then you you learn to score websites in the way that we do it. Okay. So that's part of our our onboarding. And I don't know, um, it might be fun to create a landscape audit. Like of of like, do you guys have like a, a checklist when you're completing a property of like, no. Okay. Well, so, nope. so this is, but this is, this is, and that's okay. I didn't mean to put you on the spot like that, but to me, that's where some of these things just kind of happen. And you're like, yeah. Oh, maybe we should, you probably already know the 20 things that you should do. And when you put it on a list and then the new person needs to go and see like, were these 20 things done? Oh, this, this equipment is put in the wrong spot. Yeah. So we do have a few checklists. Um, specifically for like our cleanups per se uh-huh. or um after you're finishing a job you know making That's sure that I, you're taking the pictures yeah. wrapping mm-hmm. everything up in the truck checking to make sure nothing's hanging off and um those sort of things but nothing specifically like on paper that says this is what you have to do but that's what we're working on this year is all of our systems, yeah. processes, and onboarding. Well, and you're already doing really great. So um, one of the things that I wanted to talk to you about that you guys are doing really well, you're using Service Autopilot. I think you have a really good sales process for getting a new customer, but you guys have a really good way of upselling customers. And I think that's really the key to growing a landscape company that has all these different services that you offer is to systematically, okay, we get in a new customer for one thing and then how do we offer all of the other services to them over time and how do we do it in an automated way? So tell me, what, what, is the, what is the first service that you want people to buy and 
what happens after they buy it? Uh, mowing is always a good service. It gets our foot in the door. It allows us to upsell from there um, just because our mowing is really on point. And when you see an all-purpose truck drive up to your house, uh -huh. well then you know you're gonna get some quality service. Um, after the customer signs on, well then we do put them on an auto renew contract. So that contract is renewed until the customer calls in to specifically cancel that. And then from that point, it's 30 days after and then their contract is done. I, I love that. I love that for so many reasons. There's this book, Automatic Customer by John Warlow, who also wrote the book, Built to Sell. And many people wanna sell their landscape company at some point. And one problem I've seen when people buy a landscape company, when they buy a company, is the payment terms. So if, if, if a company has poor payment terms and then the new company has their act together with automatic billing and so it can be a shock to the customer mm -hmm. whereas um, or maybe they have a bunch of accounts receivable that are like way overdue um, so I, I like it because I think it makes it at some point that could be sold very easily and like hey here's this recurring revenue that you're getting the other thing is from a customer standpoint I, I've hired many companies just for various things around my house from landscaping to various construction services i got i got a email from someone recently and they're like hey can you please pay us and i replied how much like what, what do i owe you guys basically and they and then they sent me a screenshot of an invoice and it didn't have a total it had like it had like a subtotal and then all of this other stuff below it. And I was, I was like, I, I don't know, like what is the total that I owe you? And it was that middle weird subtotal number. But then the invoice, it didn't have an invoice number. It didn't, not only didn't have the amount and then it didn't, it didn't have any way that I could pay it. it, it, it and, uh, and I was like, do you want me to pay by check? The invoice didn't have a mailing address. Right, so all of this back and forth to get to the point where like, okay, you want me to send you a check, and then they took several days to send me the address. Mm -hmm. So they, the time that went by, I think it was nine days of back and forth. And I was responsive, like, hey, where do I send this? They were that slow, right? Mm -hmm. So now they're gonna wait nine days for me to mail a check so now you're looking at probably two, like, I, I don't know, maybe three weeks. Yeah. And then now they need to go to the bank and, and like, whereas I, so I just wanted to acknowledge that because so many businesses in general really struggle with the payment terms thing mm -hmm. and you've got it figured out. It's automatic. And it's a, that was a poor experience for me as the customer. Yeah. Absolutely. I would love it if they were like, Hey, we have your credit card on file. Can we process this amount? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or like, hey, Jack, here's an invoice. Click here to pay online. Oh, great. I would have done it that day. Yeah. And so that, that's one of the great things about Service Autopilot. Um, <clears throat> it's got the ability to, to store your card and payment information in yeah. there. And we actually require all of our customers to have a card on file. Mm -hmm. And if they do not have a card on file, we typically don't work for them. There are some exceptions like our landscape jobs occasionally, um, but 
you know, it's, it's few and far in between. Um, the system stores all the payment information securely. So even the staff members that are on site, they're not able to go in there and just click on there and view your entire credit card number. The only person that sees that is the person inputting it into the system and then nobody sees the full thing after that. Cool. All right. So, so back to the original task at hand, which is what is that? What do they buy first? They buy lawn mowing. They get on recurring monthly billing. Mm -hmm. And how are you doing weekly mows? Correct. So now I'm on weekly mows, and then how do you upsell to your customer once I'm on kind of the recurring um, lawn mowing plan? So we've got automation set in place to send out notifications about our different services throughout different time periods in the year. Yeah. Um, if there's a service specifically that we're looking to try and build up, well then we'll throw out that automation. But everything right now is automated. Um, so we'll typically send out emails. The customer will simply click on that hyperlink. Let's say um, it's for aeration. Um, customer gets that email, says, hey, uh, we're starting up our aerations, just wanted to see if you're interested. Customer will simply click on that hyperlink, it'll send a message to our office staff members, and then our office staff will reach out to them yeah. and get it going from there. I love that, just click on this link if you're interested. Mm -hmm. And then not only are you doing this email automation, you're also picking up the phone and calling people. So tell me a little bit, I think you said that you guys did, was it 6,000 phone calls? Correct. So our and, current- and, and, and over what time period and how many people were calling? Like that's a lot of phone calls. Absolutely. So, so t tell me about, about that. Uh, so we, uh, we've been doing Christmas lights. Um, however, we've refined our process now. And so we're continuing on that. And in order to grow that, well then, we had four office staff members um, and then our office manager as well as our boss, Justin. Um, they made a few calls as well, but specifically there were four people making these outbound calls. We started uh -huh. off in early October timeframe. And, and were, the, were these two existing customers or were these new? Like where did you get a list of people to call that so, was that large? Yeah, um, so our current customer base is 4,000 people. Um, and then we've also got leads on there that have been generated through SEO um, from your company um, and then through other means as well. And so anytime we make contact with a customer, potential customer, well then we'll take that information mm -hmm. and put it in the system and it stays there and we'll continue marketing out to those people as well. Yeah, so I really enjoy working with you guys because you you have these things in place and we contribute ideas to them but you execute them you know and, and you're you're taking what i would call a multimedia multi-step touch meaning there so there are multiple steps of like okay we're we're getting leads from the internet from seo yes and we're taking our existing customers they're getting marketing emails they're getting automation and they're getting a, a, a phone call from a human being. Mm -hmm. So one of, one of our core values is be human and pick up the damn phone. I like that. It's literally a core value of mine because it's how I grew the business. Was, I would, I, when I was doing all of our sales, it was, or, or account management, like when there's an issue with a customer, you're getting an email, call them, mm -hmm. right? Call them and listen to them and talk to them. And a lot of times that'll, resolve the issue and result in an upsell maybe at some point or at least retaining the customer. So 
I love that you guys did this call campaign. Did you have any kind of contests or anything associated with it to motivate the people? Cause, cause not a lot of people want to call, you know, hundreds of people. So how did you inspire the office staff of a landscape company to make 6,000 calls? Um, so we did put a few different programs in place for that. Um, we set goals for, um, how many appointments were set. Um, so they made over 6,000 calls out. Uh -huh. Um, and then we set approximately 175 appointments and then we closed a certain amount as well. Uh -huh. Um, and so we set goals for reaching 50, 100, 150, 200. Uh -huh. Um, and then, so like one of our goals was going out to eat, uh, getting lunch in the office, um, taking everybody out for a half paid day, a full paid day, um, a hundred dollars. And then there was also, um, a pretty big party that we're getting ready to do for the office staff because they worked so hard and tirelessly on it. So I like that you've you've built some incentives in there, some paid time off, some basic stuff, lunch. Yeah. I think I think having those those little prizes along the way can make it can make it fun. Everyone comes to me and says, "Hey, I want more maintenance. I want more lawn mowing clients. I want more maintenance. I'm doing a ton of construction." And I'm like, yeah, the internet, like, yes, let's, let's do digital marketing. Let's build out SEO content and let's go sell something. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think I'm always like, well, who, who are we going to email? Who are we going to call? And so many people don't have that information at hand. They don't have a list of people. They don't have a list of emails. They don't know which customers bought which service or not. And I don't think you could really use Service Autopilot without knowing that, or at least if you were, you'd be wasting your money. I, yes, absolutely. You know, so that's just one of one of the things I like about that. Whether you're using Service Autopilot or even a spreadsheet, or even in your QuickBooks, like tagging your customers and your sales in a way for the services that they bought, so you can have a list of people who have not bought the thing you're trying to upsell. Yeah. And that's where I would always start is emails, phone calls, postcards. Um, there's a lot of different things that you can do. Yeah. So, so some, some other marketing that we tried out this year was the postcards, uh, um, every door, uh, direct mails, mm -hmm. um, and then also email blast, um, as well as our social media, um, and you know we didn't get as much activity from the mailers as i thought we would when were they sent so we sent out two different rounds we sent out one in early october uh -huh. which i think it might have been a little too early um and then we sent the last one out in i hit the week after thanksgiving um and we got a little bit of generation coming from that last one um, but even then, I think the timing might have just been a little bit too late. Mm -hmm. um, whereas I think we should have done late October and early November. For, are you talking about for holiday lights? Correct. Or for Christmas lights? Yeah, for yeah. Christmas lights. Um, so with each service, you just always have to make sure that it's timed correctly. Because um, like for mowing, you know, I'm not going to start marketing to customers in November time frame to say, hey, we're getting ready to start up mowing because it's still quite a few months away. Typically, people aren't thinking that far in advance, although those that are are definitely a hell yes customer. Right. 
um, because they're planned out and um, they know what they want. Well, what, one of the, so I've done a lot of direct mail. I do a lot of direct mail to get my own clients, landscape clients. Mm -hmm. um, and one of the things that I've found and that I believe and I do is, is multiple mailings over time to the same list. Some people do brand awareness advertising, which I don't recommend. And that's basically like, hey, here's this piece of paper with my logo, isn't it pretty? Mm -hmm. And direct response marketing, there's an offer. There's some sort of offer and incentive to respond, a call to action. And by the way, here's my logo. So even if I don't take the offer now, I'm still seeing your logo and I'm, I'm seeing your brand. Mm -hmm. I don't know what the offer was on your, on your postcards, but I think ha ha hitting that, I wouldn't give up on it. And, and giving them an offer and a deadline to, to reply mm -hmm. can help you get a better response. Yeah, so um, we actually sent out a gift certificate with those mailings. Oh, okay. Um, and it was $150 off of their overall total purchase price for the lighting. Um, and then we sent out another uh, call to action throughout email um, and offered them a free wreath. Um, and so we actually got a little bit more traction off of that. Um, but but weren't, weren't those probably your existing customers on email? Correct. Yeah. Existing and leads. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Um, one of the biggest things that we've that we've heard and actually seen firsthand is that our landscape clients might not necessarily be our Christmas clients. So finding yeah. the the difference uh, between mm -hmm. the two, um, you know, in Service Autopilot, you can't keep those lists compiled separately but you're able to refine a lot of uh, search options on there for spreadsheets um, that can actually tell you like which ones are your Christmas clients. So part of it that goes into it as well is, is obviously the sales process too. Um, that, that makes a huge impact and we shortened ours down. We offered Zoom um, and then sent customers estimates without even having to go out to their property um, because of some of the measuring software we have now. Yeah. Um, so it was, it was pretty cool. Um, I think, uh, we'll just have to do a better job closing next year. Yeah. So how will, how will you, uh, <laughs> how are you going to close and what are you going to, what do you got in mind? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I got to think of something. Yeah. Um, you just show up yeah. at their house and close them. No, I don't know. No, I love it. You guys are doing great. And yeah, there's always, there's always room for improvement, but I think, but you did, you did add, what was the total net number of clients that you added this year for, for holiday lights? 42. Yeah. That's pretty solid. Yeah. And are you going to renew them next year? Yes. There all, you go. Yep. Everybody's on auto renew unless you have a landscape. So, so getting a Google review from them this week while they're still remembering what a great job you did at Christmas mm -hmm. is I would say one of the top things you could do to increase your close rate and your overall marketing. Because like when I get a postcard and I'm like, ah, who are these people? And I Google them. Like if, if you've got like hundreds of reviews, right? Like it makes it easier for me to trust the postcard. I haven't met you. I'm going to just trust that all of these reviews are there. Well, Derek, I've really enjoyed uh, talking with you. Thanks for coming to Lions. And uh, for people who are listening or watching that want to check out your website or network with you, how can we connect with you? 
Yeah, so you can reach us, uh, just go online to www.allpurposelandscapingllc.com. Uh, we've got a Facebook page as well. Uh, otherwise, you can reach out to us via phone. Uh, our phone number is 719-240-3167. And uh, we've got office staff there between Monday through Friday, 8 to 4 during winter time frame, and then 8 to 5 during um, all other times of the year. Cool. Well, thanks so much for coming on the Landscaper's Guide. It's been fun, and I uh, hope to have you on again sometime. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. All right, everyone, thanks so much for checking out today's interview. Derek and I had a blast uh, filming some, we did a, a client story, I did a promo video for them. Uh, he came out to the studio here in Colorado and he was the first client I've had in my mind for years to have this push pin map and have clients come here and push a pin into the map and eventually fill it up all over the place. So. Um, our mission is helping small businesses ring the bell, and my vision is to fill up this map. That's where we're heading with snow and landscape companies all around the country. We we have a lot of push pins to put in here, but I just put the Derek put the first one in today. Uh, we have a ton of clients, and if you're watching this video, if you're a client, come on out to Colorado. Um, come to the studio. We'll do a podcast interview. We can shoot some footage for your marketing. And I'd love to um, take you out for some amazing barbecue and then have your pin in the map. I'm going to start adding them myself, but that was just kind of a cool thing that I've been thinking about for years. And we finally did it today. Kind of a simple thing, but I don't know why it took me so long to get this, this push pin map going, but we finally did it. So thank you, Derek, for coming and doing it. That was really cool. All right, well, I hope you enjoyed this conversation. I liked it because there's so many things that they're doing well from their automation, the different types of marketing, calling people on the telephone. They're, they're hungry and they're going for it and they're doing a lot to get the sales result. And I think that's what you need to do to, to, to grow your business, especially in this market. So hopefully you got a ton of great ideas. And again, I'd love to send you a Landscapers marketing toolbox with a bag of beef jerky. So tell me where to send it at landscapersguide.com slash toolbox. So check it out. Again, my name's Jack Jostis, and thank you so much for listening today. I look forward to talking with you next week on the Landscapers Guide. So it's kind of being the the less fishy person. Got yeah. <laughs> like and then again, like basic stuff of like doing what you said you were gonna do. <laughs> and you'll win. You'll win. You'll okay. be fine. <laughs> yeah. Less fishy. I like it.